following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Fantasy Beasts and where to find them, the fantasy football podcast. I am your host of the show, Kyle Ranney. Uh, checking in real quick here, we are in the third quarter of the, well, the end of the third quarter of the Thursday night game going on. Dallas is currently leading 20-10 to 10 over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 22 of 31, 197 and a touchdown. He's been sacked once. Tony Pollard, five rushes, 64 yards and a touchdown, ripping off a 58-yard touchdown catch. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, 4 of 57. Dalton Schultz, 5 of 43. On the Saints' end of the ball, Taysom Hill, 14 of 28, 151, one touchdown, one pick. He's gone 9 of 87 on the ground. Little Jordan Humphreys leading the way, 2 of 49 and one touchdown. Traquan Smith, 2 of 15. Uh, that all about handle it. The, ball's, or the game's been rather uh, flatlined for a bit. But without further ado, let's get over to the rest of the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, as you just heard, we discussed a little bit about the Thursday night game from last night, uh, New Orleans and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're going to get into our stardom sit-ems, our non-Thursday game stardom sit-ems, that is. As we always do, uh, I am your host for tonight, Kyle uh, Kyle Ranney, and we'll start with quarterbacks. Uh as always, Gary is still out on leave currently. So what do you say, guys? Let's jump in. Stardom Sinem's the best options we've got for your Week 13 NFL fantasy season. Uh, starting off hot, a, a matchup I'm playing a lot of. I'm playing it in Daily Fantasy. I'm playing it um, versus a couple people in standard redraft leagues. But Derek Carr this week. Derek Carr draws Washington. They're still 32nd in the league. Carr coming off a very, very nice game on Thanksgiving. Uh, 373 yards and a touchdown versus Dallas. 21 yards on the ground rushing. Not a uh, not the touchdown game you're hoping for, but not a bad game. Washington's, Washington has continued to just not be able to defend that pass. So until that's proven otherwise, I'm all in on Derek Carr this week. Uh, especially looking like he's he started a really touch base here with... Uh, some of these young guys, Hunter Renfro, really firing on all cylinders recently. Uh, he likes Brian Edwards. He He's hitting Zay Jones a lot. Even, I mean, going to Deshaun Jackson as of late. Uh, but, yeah, Derek Carr, he's your 12th-ranked fantasy quarterback. I really like him this week. Tom Brady, if you got him, obviously you're going to play him. But he gets the Falcons. They're 30th-ranked in the league. Uh, number 29 is Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think I'm jumping on Bridgewater. Uh, I know the Chiefs are not good, but I, I just, I cannot, cannot get myself to do that. Uh, same goes for Detroit. Jared Goff sees the 27th 
ranked Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think if Detroit's going to put up points this week, it's most likely going to be from Jamal Williams, not Jared Goff. Uh, 26th ranked again, Ben Roethlisberger gets that matchup. I'm not jumping on that either. Ben Roethlisberger has been nothing but pedestrian this year. Uh, outside of the Chargers game with 22 points, he has not broken 17 once. Uh, highest being 16 and 15. Ben Roethlisberger, not worth my fly zone. I'm not going to think he's going to break it this week. Uh, Houston's got Tara, or Houston and Terod Taylor, 25th ranked Indianapolis. Another game I'm not jumping on. Uh, we're really not seeing much in terms of good quarterback games this week. Taylor Heineke, a guy who might be worth a flex play. Uh, he's your 16th ranked quarterback. He's not been bad. Uh, more of an up and down kind of guy. 19, 20, 27, first three full starts in the league. 9, 9, 19 in week 7 was bad. 11, 15, 22, and 10. Uh, should have had a much better game against Seattle last week. Uh, I like the matchup against the Raiders. If you are in a pinch, I would go for it. I would say I would say jump on it. However, it's not a matchup I really need in my fantasy life. Might not be a bad DFS play. Uh, Russell Wilson, hopefully we can finally see him bounce back. He's 26th in the league. He's not putting it together. Uh, 18 points last week, like not a bad game against San Fran, but he should have been able to do so much better. Uh, they do get the Niners this week. If I've got him and I'm really in a pinch, I'm open to start him. But if you can play somebody that's a much better player, go for it. Jalen Hurts faces the 21st-ranked uh, Jets defense, but he's definitely a little dinged up. Uh, play at your own risk, even with that being a weak, weak game there. Hurts uh, last week really hurt a lot of teams, so I don't think I'm going to jump on it to be any better anytime soon. Going to the other end of the spectrum, looking at uh, games that shouldn't be good, that might be on the other end here. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen, we'll start there. Josh Allen's getting the number two-ranked New England defense. I don't think Mac Jones is going to carve up the Buffalo defense. I think Buffalo is going to force him to throw. I think Josh Allen's pissed. I think Josh Allen's coming out, and he's going to put up three touchdowns. I think Buffalo is going to be in this game. If they don't win it, it's going to be a close one. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been so tough to read. Seems like every other, he's he's scorching teams. He had the bye week last week. He gets Denver, who's been um, fifth. Hasn't played them yet. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes has a good game this week, too. So I, I wouldn't worry necessarily about that. And Justin Herbert, too. The Bengals, on paper, have not been good against quarterbacks. ESPN says otherwise. Um, but Herbert coming off of, in the last five games, three games above 19 points. Two below 15, but that was New England and Minnesota. Um, so I like Herbert as well against a tough defense, statistically. And... That's really it. Quarterback's tough this week. We'll go over to running back, though. The very first team you get, the 32nd-ranked uh, run defense, the Jets. But I don't really love anybody against the Jets, as it's Philadelphia. You never know who's getting that ball. Is it going to be Jalen Hurts running most of it? Is it going to be Kenny Gainwell? Is it going to be Jordan Howard? Boston Scott? Miles Sanders? Uh, if you got Miles Sanders, maybe worth a flex play. But I don't like any of those four options. San Fran here, this is this is tough. Trey Sermon has not been active, and if he has, he's not been doing anything. He really, he missed from week 6 to week 10. Uh, he got 32 yards on the ground against Jacksonville, but I don't really love the Seahawks game here for Sermon. He's doubtful to play even. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, not a great play. 
Jeff Wilson Jr., not awful, but I don't trust it. Elijah Mitchell is a good play. If you've got him, you're going to play him. Washington, Antonio Gibson's a little banged up here. Uh, I don't necessarily love your options of having to go with him. I haven't loved Antonio Gibson all year. Um, but if he's going to be your number one guy, you kind of have to look into it. There's still He's still dealing with that chin injury. He has not been healthy all year. The other issue is, though, uh, J.D. McKissick is still fighting serious issues. Hasn't participated in practice. He's still concussed. He got knocked the F out on Monday night. That might open the door for Jarrett Patterson and Vuby. Uh, if you got Gibson, he's going to play stardom. Um, Minnesota here, an interesting one. They still have Delvin Cook listed as questionable. Um, I'm not buying it. Alexander Madison should be your start, though, this week. Madison should more than be worth somebody you're looking to play, and and you should actively be playing. So uh, Alexander Madison, a player I really like, and a player that I think is worth your while this week. Miles Gaskin might finally be earning his, his due here. Over the last uh, six games, he's gone over 15 points, four of six. Uh, the Buffalo and the Baltimore game, two tougher teams run on, have been his two weaker games. I don't think he's going to go back to form of the Tampa Bay game where he has 31 points, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him at 16 or higher. Miles Gaskin probably worth your start this week. Joe Mixon, again, a guy that I've been beating down the, the doors on about how good he's been, how consistent he's been, um, has a touchdown at least in each of the last five games he's played. Uh, going back to the season, uh, through 11 games, he has a touchdown in 8 of 11, including three multi-touchdown games, including the last three weeks, all being multi-touchdown games. Joe Mixon is getting into form, guys, and they're having a hard time stopping him. He gets L.A., who is, again, just not good against the run. He's their 27th. Obviously, if you've got Mixon, you're going to play him. If you if you can afford him in Daily Fantasy, you got to get him in your lineups. Uh, Tampa Bay, touchdown Lenny. I haven't said this all year. you got to play him, though. Uh, I mean, going back the last three weeks, 17-13-46. Uh, he had the down week against New Orleans. But going ahead of that, 17-30-21-19. Fournette has been clutch. So you can't take away what he's been doing. Uh, Austin Eckler. Your second-ranked guy, he's got another good matchup here. He's got the Bengals, who are 25th. Obviously, if you've got him, you're going to fire him up. Uh, Tevin Coleman's an interesting matchup this week. Coleman uh, had nine points last week. He sees the Eagles, who are 24th in the league. Obviously, Michael Carter's missing, so Tevin Coleman's really worth your start this week if you can get him in and get him cheap on Daily Fantasy. Another guy who's cheap, most likely to be your number one there, Jamal Williams. Going to be 20, or facing the 23rd in the league team of the Minnesota Vikings against running backs. Jamal Williams has proven when he needs to carry the load, he can carry the load. And DeAndre Swift is dealing with a shoulder. He's most likely not going to play this week. So I really, really like Jamal Williams in a pickup aspect and in a daily fantasy aspect. Uh, Jonathan Taylor sees a very good matchup against the Texans, especially given if they get up early, they're going to run the ball often. That also might activate Naeem Hines this week as being worth a flex play if you are in desperate need. Daryl Henderson has a good matchup at 21 against the Jags. I don't necessarily trust it. Henderson has been trending heavily down the last last little while. Um, outside of a garbage time touchdown against Green Bay last week, he has below 10 points in three of the last five. 
and has not gone over 20 since week eight. Uh, I'm going to avoid that one, honestly, if I can. Going to the opposite end, though, guys who you might not hate. The matchup looks ugly, but you might not hate it. Uh, I don't want to run Dallas. Zeke's been injured already. Obviously, that happened last night. We discussed that. I I like Roger Stevenson, but I don't know if I trust against Buffalo. Realistically, two running backs have ran on Buffalo well. Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Ramondre Stevenson is not on the caliber of those guys is, or those guys are. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets the fifth-ranked run defense of Miami, and everyone goes, oh, that's Miami. Yeah, well, Saquon's not been good. I'm not jumping on Saquon this year. Uh, Alvin Kamara, not playing. That was last night. Pittsburgh, I'm going to tell you, if you can find a way to get away from Najee Harris, I don't need to play him this week. He really just... He got that stretch of the season where he was red hot. From week three to week tw- week eight, he did not slip below 20 points, uh, including week two right before it was 19 points. Uh, the last four weeks, however, 22 rushes for 62 yards and a touch. 26 for 105, no touchdowns. He had four receive- er, receptions that game. 12 for 39 and a touch with a couple receptions. 8 for 23, three catches on five targets. He- he's trending down because Pittsburgh's becoming predictable. I'm not saying that I don't like... Najee Harris is a player, but I'm saying it's a little suspect watching how this goes here. And then obviously another matchup we really, really don't like here. Uh, Rex Burkhead and or David Johnson against Indy. Indy's very tough to run on. Neither of those guys are an appealing matchup, especially given how just desperate Houston plays. Uh, But guys, we will move on to tight end real quick here. Uh, It seems like every week they end up facing a late-ranked defense at tight end. Ryan Griffin of the New York Jets. Um, not a bad option if you need a real desperate flex play in like a heavy PPR point league for, for tight end, but probably wouldn't use him outside of that. We're still missing Tyler Croft. Uh, Logan Thomas, a name that I really am intrigued by this week. If he comes back, and it seems like he's going to play again. Vegas is 31st in the league. Logan Thomas had six targets against Seattle the other night. And obviously, that's, that's seeing some good linebacker play. But three catches, 31 yards. Expect Logan Thomas to really have a nice day back here. Uh, CJ Ozuma, same boat. He's slipped a little recently. He hasn't seen the easy matchups. I say that for a reason. Uh, Jacksonville was an easy matchup, 26.5 points. Um, Detroit, not a good matchup, 10.5. Baltimore was the worst in the league at the point that they faced him. Three for three for 91, two touchdowns. CJ Ozuma has taken a great deal of taking advantage on bad tight end teams. Um... The last two weeks, though, 2.9, 3.9, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. Vegas is not good at, the, at covering the tight end, but we'll see. The Chargers here, they're uh, they're 30th in the league versus this. Uh, Ozuma's really worth, if you've got a multi-tight end league, if tight ends have high flex spot, someone to try to jump in your lineup here. Uh, not a normal guy, though, that I'm probably starting as my standard tight end one in a redraft. Going to Pittsburgh, Pat Freermuth. Freermuth gets the Ravens. They're 29th in the league. Uh, Eric Ebron on the IR. Freermuth is a go, go, go. I love that matchup this week. Another matchup that I'm really intrigued by, uh, especially maybe Dynasty Leagues restart more than more than a few of these guys, I really like Brevin Jordan this, this week. Brevin Jordan's starting to take a lot of reps and a lot of looks in Houston. Uh, four targets, two targets, three targets, three targets. Two of the last four games, he's been over 10 points. He's starting to fire up, and Indy is not good against tight end. If they're going to move the ball, I could see it being that way. Look at Brevin Jordan to have a sneaky good day today, or this week. Uh, Indianapolis against Houston. 
that won't be how I think they're going to really move the ball. I'm not excited for Jack Doyle, Mo Alley Cox, none of those guys. Noah Font's got another good matchup. I feel like that's been everything I've said all, all year. It, Noah Font keeps having good matchups. Uh, expect him to jump back on the paper. He had a down week last week. Noah Font will be worth your play. Kyle Pitts. Um, I love Kyle Pitts statistically. I like, I like what he brings to the table. He's a superb talent. However, until they can figure out a number one receiver, he is the number one receiver. That doesn't mean he's just going to be snuck out and, okay, we're going to let him get tight and covered. They're going to cover him and blanket him with the best corners on those teams. So be prepared. I, I like Kyle Pitts, and he's always got the ability to go for 60, 70 yards, but he's going to be glued to. He's very touchdown dependent at this point to go over 15. Uh, love Pitts, love the talent, love the player, but don't expect a huge day this week. Dale Scoder, a guy that's had a couple down weeks, uh, since week seven, three games over 10, three games under eight. Uh, I would expect this one to be one of those over 10 games. He's he's kind of due for it and expect it this week. And then George Kittle. George Kittle's finally seeing a really good matchup. Uh, he's got the Seahawks. They are, they've done nothing. Minnesota obviously held uh, Kittle pretty well last week, but prior to that, coming back, 22-16-13. This could be the Kittle breakout game we're waiting on here, guys. He faces the 23rd-ranked Seattle defense. To the other end here, your real stingy tight end teams. Uh, Buffalo faces New England, who's first in the league. Dawson Knox is incredibly touchdown dependent this year, That's or this week. That's going to be the question of the day. Can Josh Allen force feed Dawson? If not, I'm not expecting much more than a six-point fantasy day for Dawson Knox. Um, Cole Komet, a guy who for most of the back half of the year has had strong matchups, and he's taken advantage of it for the most part. Coming off his highest point total this year, uh, highest uh, catch output this year with eight catches on 11 targets, 65 yards. Um, but he's got a real stingy matchup in Arizona, and I don't like it that much. I'm not jumping on Cole Komet. He's not worth the while this week. TJ Hawkinson is almost worth, worth sitting as well. Um, Hawk has been easy to disappear into the passing game here in Detroit, especially when mo- many players are missing. He's going to be sitting here facing the fourth ranked or third ranked defense of Minnesota. As much as I like T- Hawkinson and he's a physical freak, with Jared Goff passing the ball, it's not a player I need to jump on. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's got a tough matchup. We're not jumping off the Travis Kelsey train here. You know he's always worth at least 10 or so points. Um, Seattle, Gerald Everett finally coming off a good game. Not jumping on him having any production this week against the Niners. Arizona, Zach Ertz, that's one. Everyone's been jumping on the Ertz uh, bandwagon lately, especially after a 28-point performance in Week 11. They had the bye week. Um, The games before that, Green Bay, San Fran, Carolina, he didn't do anything. Uh, the Houston game was really a big one for him. I believe that was the trade deadline. Um, but he those, those three center games, he wasn't really that hot. Don't expect another 28 point. Expect closer to those three center games where he doesn't put up a ton of statistics. And one of them that will be interesting to see from last night will be Dalton Schultz. Um, quite honestly, you're missing a ton of talent with the Saints. I think Dallas is going to run that score up. So I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz having a better day than expected, as will Rob Gronkowski here. Guys, I'm going to see if I can real quickly pull it up, but we should be going for the wide receivers here. Guys, it's uh, it's it's one of those ones. We've got some interesting ones this this upcoming week here. Uh, Christian Kirk expected to see Kindell Vildor. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is expected back in the lineup. That means Vildor covers your second. 
uh, Christian Kirk might be worth your play this week. And you're, you're going to get play out of uh, Moore here as well. Moore's expected to see Duke Shelley at the secondary spot. A matchup I really liked last night as well was uh, Traquan Smith versus Jordan Lewis. Obviously, we'll discuss a little bit during or during the beginning part of the game or the show how that one went last night. Chris Godwin, nice matchup with Richie Grant this week. Richie Grant's almost allowing 11 points a game, but he's a 5.5 rating. He's been very easy to beat. Mike Evans expected to see the same with Fabian Morrow. Morrow has been a consistent, abused player all year. Uh, Tyler Johnson's going to be the guy who does not get the benefit. He'll, he'll most likely see A.J. Terrell. Terry McLaren getting a pretty good matchup against Brandon Fackerson. He's been allowing almost 19 points per Kenny Galladay expected to see Byron Jones. Byron Jones is allowing almost 17 fantasy points per game here. Kadarius Tony not expected to play. If he does, sees Xavier Howard. Uh, Sterling Shepard really not expected to play. Josh Reynolds, a game, a matchup I really like here. Reynolds versus Cam Dancer. Dancer's allowing almost 16 points. Reynolds started to really see some targets this past week. Uh, super cheap on Daily Fantasy. Really nice pickup and play if you have the need and ability uh, in some of your dynasty or in some of your deeper leagues, Devonta Smith expected to have a good matchup against Javelin Goidry. Uh, Elijah Moore, on the other hand, a very tough matchup with Steven Nelson. Marquez Callaway last night had a tough matchup. Kendrick Bourne has a very tough matchup against Levi Wallace. Um, Nelson Aguilar to be seen yet. Dane Jackson expected to be the guy to fill in for Buffalo for Trey White. We'll see if Mac Jones can make the most of that or if uh, Dane Jackson's ready to step up. Nico Collins steps in here on the lineup against Rock Yassin. Yassin's a lot, almost 16 points per game. Nico Collins might be a cheap option here. Tim Patrick, Emmanuel Sanders, Corey Davis, all with very tough matchups. Corey Davis expect or uh, Corey Davis seeing Darius Slay. Emmanuel Sanders seeing Mr. INT himself, JC Jackson. And Tim Patrick getting Rashad Fenton. Uh, and back to the slot here, Jalen Waddell expected to see Julian Love. He's had a rough go so far this year. I really like Waddell this week. Um, Cooper Cup, a good play against Rudy Ford. Cooper Cup's been a good play at any given point in time. You can get him in a lineup. And uh, Tyler Boyd, another game match. They're saying don't play. Chris Harris has been lights out, allowing less than six points per game. Uh, Hunter Renfro, decent enough matchup against Danny Johnson, probably around 10 points. Uh, Amonor St. Brown, not a bad matchup. I definitely don't know if I'd like Dar- Darnell Mooney this week against Byron Murphy. Murphy's allowing less than eight points per game. I do like the upside, though, of uh, Marquise Goodwin, though, against Robert Alford this week. Alford's allowed almost 13 points a game, and Goodwin's been getting struck late on these deep balls often. Um, Deshaun Jackson also sees William Jackson. um, William Jackson just almost allowing 13 per game. Brian Edwards allowing four, or playing Kendall Fuller allowing 14 per game. D, Tyler, Tyler Lockett expected a good game against Mosley. It's going to be an interesting week, guys. A lot of low-end purchase here. Again, a guy I'm really telling you, Josh Reynolds. Fun name, interesting guy for Daily Fantasy. But guys, that's about it for this week. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for giving us a listen. As always, best of luck in your week 13. Hopefully uh, you did good in Daily Fantasy. Hopefully you're doing good in your normal fantasy. Shout out to our sponsors, Jeanette at Therapy Sessions Buffalo, Charlie at Renegade Studios, uh, our guy Damien at The Platter Box in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and our newest sponsor, because what goes better with chicken wings, 
or what goes better with football than chicken wings? That's right, guys. Our friend Kyle down in Texas at Chicken Dippin'. Uh, if you have wanted to know how you can make chicken wings better, the answer is Chicken Dippin'. Uh, check them out online at chicken underscore dippin' on Instagram or chickendippin.com. Uh, don't just dip the tip, guys. These are the most formulated, crafted, protected, projected, best way to dip a chicken wing ever. I'm a personal user. I'm a personal enjoyer of these. Uh, don't believe me? Go take a look at our other show, Spread Those Wings Chicken Wing Podcast. See exactly how much we use these and how much we enjoy them. But guys, until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We will show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.